All right, welcome to Against All Odds Extra Points Edition. Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham, Joel Solomon working the board, and my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Well, it doesn't get any better for you guys and for me. Just uh, wins-wise here, extrapoints.com. These guys are giving out free winners every single day. Brother Bry, Sunday, had Mahomes 10 to 1 odds. 10 to 1 odds to have the most passing yards. That sounds insane, Bry. You were, and he was third? I think he was fourth. I mean, we're never going to get that again. It's a shame because, I mean, I figured with that matchup, they're going to be able to throw all over the Bucks. I mean, I think Ryan was plus 750. Carr was nine to one. Somebody else was ahead of Mahomes, too. So you got crazy odds. Brady was like 16 to one. Really fun one. You know, they had that up. They had most rushing yards uh, up for the day, most receiving yards yeah. up. So definitely it's something I think it's probably going to be a copycat thing now for Harry this weekend trying to. Trying to, oh, trying to yeah. copy that. Harry, yeah. you know, Harry may not need to copy. Just real quick, though, 10 to 1 odds. For, don't even look at the opponent. Right. He's going to win three out of 10 weeks or two out yeah, of 10 weeks, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, come on. It's crazy. Harry uh, was bragging and bragging and bragging about the Buffalo over. What Buffalo played Kent State, the over-under. This was your best bet. <clears throat> you had it on extra points. I went with you on Sharp Tank, by the way, 3-0. and Good job by you guys. All 3-1 on Sharp Tank. But this was... Uh, Go ahead. Let, let's hear you talk about it. But you tweeted enough about it. So <laughs> I did. Are you sure? Oh, anyway, it's <clears> 60, <throat> 67 and a half was the over under uh, Jarrett Patterson, the running back that we uh, touted on this uh, on the show here before eight touchdowns himself, 400 yards rushing and the ball and the Bulls got it by themselves scoring 70, 111 total for the game. Had it by, by the way, had it with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. Nice. Good job. Nice. And uh, Parley Kid, you're hitting on extra points. I, I'm, I'm going to give praise everywhere. You had the Eagles plus six and a half. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's get to it. Carson Wentz couldn't have looked worse the whole game. Throws up that Hail Mary. Wasn't even defended when two Eagles touched the ball before a Seahawk. Uh, so bad enough. And then they go for two. I still don't understand it. I get into fights, almost fist fights now virtual fistfights with Todd Furman about the analytics, but it seems like everyone's going for two down seven to make it six. I don't know what down eight. They could make it six. Uh, they could make it seven with an extra point. They make it try to make it six. They get the two point conversion. I guess, I guess it goes from a, a 2% chance of winning to a 6% chance of winning. I don't buy it because it doesn't seem to work every well, single time, but Parley kid either way, you are on the winning end of the plus six and a half. Yeah, so how often do we say the reverse to that, right? Where we're like, uh, you know, uh, we never, we always lose games like that. Like how many people had the Seahawks last night, right? So I, uh. I would think the betting action was on the Seahawks last night. I get lucky. Um, I wasn't even watching at that point. I gave up. I gave up on the game. I said, it's, uh, there's no, the, the Eagles went from not covering on a two-team teaser Right to, to covering the actual spread uh, on what was a gift, and then to go for the two again. I, from a coaching standpoint, I don't get that, Sal. I have no idea why they're going for two there. I know what the analytics or whatever it says, it still doesn't make sense. But I benefited from it greatly. 
Yeah. So who am I to complain about that? Finally on the right side of one of those. Mm-hmm. And boy, did it feel good. Uh, I had chalked <laughs> it up as a loss. And then the, the wins, you know, then it's a win. Go ahead, Harry. You see me want to jump oh, in here. Just curious. You said from a coaching standpoint, Darren? Yeah. How many uh, how many championships do you have? <laughs> oh, wow. Tell them, Darren. It's up hey, there. I, hey, I, for- my middle school football team once won like 25 straight games. You could ask Brian. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, it's like four straight years there. Four straight better, years. Didn't lose a game. Better than not making the playoffs since 2014. <laughs> but enough about Harry's uh, fantasy football team. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, listen, as good as things are, there's always some losers in there. Now I, I isolated the winners. Now we have to talk in a segment sponsored by Prop Swap. Here we go. We're going to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call Bet Aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. It is a bet ache. Now, I know your bet aches in advance. Parlay Kid, I'm interested to see how you spin this. Your bet ache is actually... The Eagles plus six and a half, uh, a bet that you won. How is this your betting? Well, Sal, so I, well, one, Sal, we, we feel, I feel for the people out there that lost on this. That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, Sal, I gave up on this game. I had given up. I had stopped watching. I, I chalked it up as a loss. I was despondent. What was I thinking? Taking the Eagles, Carson Wentz. What am I doing here? How terrible is that? Right? Um, then all of a sudden, I'm not even watching. I get text messages from you guys saying, I can't believe what just happened. So <laughs> I, I go back and I go, the Eagles covered this game? Then I find myself going, why didn't I put more on the Eagles? <laughs> I should have I should have had a lot more on the Eagles than I actually had on the Eagles. How stupid was I? So the, the up and down right there, Sal. I don't, <laughs> you know, is it a bed ache? I, there was some aches in there, a lot of aches. Um, that they quickly yeah. disappeared, I guess you could say. There you go. All right. You had a you had a, like a vaccine for your bedding. That's nice. And Wentz, by the vaccine. way, goes over on the touchdown prop, right? Too. Screwing Harry because <laughs> he had the under in the touchdown yep. prop. By the way, <laughs> oh, just no. saying, just saying. Harry, yeah, you, you didn't mention Harry, Harry, Darren. Harry, you didn't mention you didn't even mention that last time. Again, were you not watching the game and not not paying attention? Because I feel Harry like- doesn't watch the primetime well, games. Pretty not much, even the ones I we check really, in on. I wasn't yeah. watching. He doesn't. Look, uh, I, I've, I've he sort doesn't of get that they play at night. They have lights sort now, of moved, Harry. They play some of well, these games at night. Well, I've sort <laughs> of moved into my girlfriend's place, and she oh. doesn't have ESPN. So I'm working on getting that today. So it was either I was going out to watch it last night, or don't watch it, or watch it on my phone. You have all the shit on your phone. I'm not going to tell you how to get it, but there's 14 different ways to watch any of these games on your phone. They really they don't have ESPN in the dorms. I don't get it. Well, by the way, there was another game. I was Harry. I thought Harry would be pissed at. I forget which game it was, but he sent me a text saying, uh, Angie's shaving my back right now. That's why he couldn't watch the game. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear in, that. We're in the to shower, baby. In the shower. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, Christ. I mean, prop swap just dropped out. That's it. Prop swap said we had enough. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> good luck cashing that check. Shower um, shaving. All right, Harry, let's get to you real quick. By the way, we'll get to the uh, NFC East and how miserable it is, but nobody wants to step up. I guess Washington does. Um, 
No, and the Giants won this week. Giants and, won uh, three in a row. They, they, they finally won a close one. I'll give you that. They finally won. They, they get a, a check mark in a, in a close game, but now it looks like Colt McCoy or maybe Danny Dimes tries to play. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a second. All right. Bed aches. Uh, let's go with you, Harry. What's your bed ache? Yeah, you know, I got this uh, truly, truly degenerate buddy in Vegas who put some bets in for me, who owes me some money, and I put a parlay in early in the week. And it was going to pay three fifty. Here it was: uh, Jacksonville plus seven, San Fran plus seven, Tampa Bay plus three and a half, Packers money line, and the Broncos. The Broncos plus six. Now I know a couple weeks ago we mentioned FanDuel had given back people's money for that terrible pass interference call in the uh, in the game between Purdue and Minnesota. Um, right. But in this situation, why can't Vegas give back the money when it's when the line goes from plus six to minus uh, to plus 16 of course they're not going to yeah. do that so that's a terrible loss denver right from the beginning no quarterback situation one completion two interceptions and you're done immediately in the game right well two things first of all that college game is probably wasn't a ton of money bet on it wasn't it a friday night i guess yeah. it was isolated because it was only a couple yeah. of days so they're happy to give back the money it's not going to break the bank um uh so number two uh I can't believe someone owes you money. I, I, I tuned out after you said someone, this guy owes me money. So I put him, he bets and bets doesn't, for me. Doesn't Ken owe me money? No, I don't know. Uh, so plus six to plus 16. Yes, uh, that seems like a big, That's big brutal. swing. It is really bad. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I really feel like as long as they can move these games to Wednesday, they're not going to miss a beat. I really feel like they're not going to cancel any games. If the Ravens had like eight straight days of positive tests and they still play the game, if it still goes tomorrow, this this uh, this league is bulletproof. I hate to jinx it, but for God's sakes, if we're utilizing Wednesday as the previous week's game, anything's possible. And then you just move the next game to Tuesday for both teams. Uh, looks like that's uh, what's going on here, Monday or Tuesday. So, all right, Brother Bry, what is your betting? Uh, well, I'll say this weekend was a bad weekend for basketball players, right? You had Nate Robinson and you had Steph Curry. So I told you guys last week, I said <laughs> I was going to put it. I don't know why. I told you I was going to put a ton of money on Stephen Manning, not fully knowing yeah. the rules. I said I'm not going to know the rules because they never seem to give them out right away, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then some crazy shit's going to happen. So I didn't know they were bolting off for sure. I couldn't find that until right before the match started, until after I put the bet in. I didn't know Barkley was going to be teeing off from a thousand yards uh, away from Ugh. those guys. Uh, that that obviously was what killed us, right? In the text, it was like, oh my god, he's ninety eight yards ahead of everybody. It was like he was in a, he was on another tee. It looked like he was like uh, playing another hole, right? Those guys are up. They look like they're a million miles away. He looks like he's right by the green. So I didn't factor that in. I didn't factor that. Phil on putts and chips. Was, I I should have been factoring this in, but I'm not factoring it. Phil on putts and chips is going to be telling Barkley exactly where to put the ball. So if Phil is telling you, if you're putting from 30 feet away, Phil's like, yeah, hit it hard right here in this spot I'm right. standing at. You know, I didn't think how much of a benefit that was. I didn't think Phil was going to be able to get under Steph and Peyton's skin. I don't know. Right away, too. Right away. Yep. And it was just maddening. After every hole, I was just like, I don't know. I, I knew it was over, but I just kept getting more and more frustrated at every hole. Um, there's holes where Phil and Charles both hit them out of bounds, right? And and I think Peyton hit a good tee shot. This happened like two times. And they still lost that hole. I was just, I, I don't know why. There was even down like four holes with five, uh, with five holes left. I was like, I just was still yeah. getting just as mad at every hole. 
Um, bad job by me. I'll never do it again. I'll never go against a professional golfer. It doesn't matter. Obviously, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, as long as he's yeah. going against two non-professionals. I mean, it was a bad job by me for sure. Well, listen, okay. First of all, I, I read up on this. I'm like, this just seems too easy. They're like a minus 200 favorite uh, Curry and Manning were. Now they were off their game for sure. Steph Curry never golfed so bad. I think Phil got in his head with all that stuff. He really was a mastermind psychologically. Barkley comes up with a, a new swing. Uh, I mean, it was it was comical. It was really ridiculous. It's like, oh, a guy we, we know bats lefty all his life. It's going to bat righty. Look, look, look at this. And he's hitting it straight, and he had all the tutelage from Phil. But I don't care what anyone says. The difference was the, that tee. The tee shot, in some cases, was almost 100 yards closer. Like, I was saying, like, the Jets suck, but they don't give them the ball at midfield to start off every time. That's what this would be like. And I read seven articles and didn't say anything about the shitty, the freaking tee shots being that much closer. And it was big, Bri, as you mentioned, on the par fours where they could actually take Barkley's tee shot and then Phil does the approach and he's on the green, like, you know, yeah. 11 feet away, yeah. whatever. So Barkley can't screw that up. I think I'm done with the gimmick bets, too. At least, at least I stayed away from Tyson, which I would have been furious at that they didn't give him that decision over Jones. Well, th but, that was uh, great. The Tyson stuff was crazy, too, because I was trying to think. I was like, all right, is, is Dawson uh, like the judges that they had up there? Right. Chris, Christy Barton, Dawson. And they had um, uh, Pazienza. Pazienza, right? Uh, yeah. I can't believe Pazienza is still alive, but. I, I didn't know if those were actually the judge because at first I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a draw. But I was like, is, is this who's actually judging the fight? Is this what's going to declare the winner? So I, it was just so weird, that ending. I, right. I'm glad I didn't do it, too. Um, although, Thank God. although I put like a few dollars on Nate Robinson, which is just as dumb as anything <laughs> else I've done. Oh, my God. I'm uh, done with basketball man. players. Done with them. That's got to be it. <laughs> Done with basketball players. Basketball starts in like two weeks. Like the, the right? The <laughs> only, scrimmages only in start basketball. in like a week. Only in basketball. They can't throw out a first pitch. They can't really do anything else with basketball. Well, now guys like Metal World Peace are stepping up. By the way, Jerry Ferraro was texting with me. He's like, Sal, I box. I've boxed for seven years. I could take this Jake Paul. I could do it. I was like, just be, be careful. This guy knows what he's doing. He, Jerry's sending me uh, sparring videos with him and Randy Couture. I was like, wow, all right, I'm impressive. But these Pauls know what the hell they're doing. Wow, I know we don't let's want, get Jerry in there. Let's do it. We, we don't want them to be good, but they are good. They train. They take it seriously. Yeah, they look legit. It's uh, very strange. So now, Logan, real quick, because this is nonsensical, but Logan Paul dated Jose Canseco's daughter, right? Josie? Is that her name? Josie Canseco? I don't even know what her name is. But uh, Jose called Logan out, <clears throat> and Logan said something like, good, let's do it. I love smashing Canseco's. And uh, so this is oh, uh, this geez. is getting really good. Yeah. And Jose's <laughs> like, I don't care. I'll take you know what? Let's do it. No headgear. I'll take Jake. I'll take Logan. I'll take all the Pauls. I don't give a shit. So that you could expect that to happen. I, I, it's wow. fun, though. I, I think if I could stay away from betting this nonsense yeah. and just appreciate it from what the hell is going on here perspective, I think uh, we'd be good. All right. That was another episode of Bet Aches. When a bet makes you sick. And you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yeah, it's a bad ache. Bad aches brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap, it can't help you with your fantasy team. Sorry, Harry, but they can help you find the best odds on college and NFL futures. Kyle from Chicago, 
bought a Patrick Mahomes MVP ticket at plus 125. That's right, plus 125. Everyone has Mahomes at like minus 120. Kyle paid $650 for the ticket. Would have cost him $800 if he bought it at the sports book. Prop swap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. And right now they're offering up to $500 in spending cash. When you see the promo code odds, that's promo code odds, ODDS, and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. There you go. Wow. Uh, well, let me tell you about my prop swap ticket. I took uh, a couple of weeks ago, I bought one for Northwestern. I get $9,000 if Northwestern wins the Big Ten. Now, this is crazy. This doesn't happen to me, this, these lucky things here. So right now, as it is, Ohio State has no wiggle room, right? If they have to, if they have to cancel one more Ohio State game, then they're done. They're not eligible unless they reverse some kind of vote they took in the beginning of the year. Ohio State will not be in that championship game. Uh, Penix, Michael Penix Jr. for Indiana, star, fringe Heisman candidate, out, out for the year for Indiana. Opens the door for Northwestern, who lost to Michigan State. Parley Cade, we both had that. But in terms of uh, the Big Ten championship game, that that doesn't matter. They actually... Did better this week, even losing with the Indiana loss at quarterback and Ohio. St- this is really crazy. Michigan State, Michigan, who's on their schedule, can say they have COVID and screw Ohio State, right? <laughs> like, that's true. That's that- the, the big rivalry. Michigan could just say, hey, sorry, we have 10 cases. Uh, we're not going anywhere this year. And guess what, Ohio State? Neither are you. And then, I don't know, what, what are we looking at here in the Big Ten, Brother Bry? Is it would be Northwestern and Michigan State rematch? What the hell is going yeah, on Yeah, I don't here? know in terms of who's eligible. I mean, uh, Michigan State, Mar- I don't know. Is Maryland? Well, no, I guess, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Indiana without Michigan a... Michigan State has three I losses. Guess, I guess it would still be Indiana without a quarterback. With the backup. Yeah. I know. God. So the Big Ten is crazy right now. Somehow... So here's the crazy, the craziest. I don't even know if Prop Swap wants me to say this, but if they vacate the title, I get thirty dollars back of the original uh, Prop Swap bat, bet that was made on FanDuel. Um, so th- there's a lot of uh, a lot of. I, I, don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to win this. So, but uh, <laughs> if I do, it's nine thousand dollars. Northwestern <laughs> wins a Big Ten title, uh, and I'm going to give some back. Today is Giving Tuesday. I'm uh, donating. I tweeted that I'm going to donate to No Kid Hungry. $10 for every point in the Michigan State Duke game. I think the over-under is 152, right? Is that what it is? 152? Uh, yeah, so, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. So this is going to go 17 overtimes. And I'm going <laughs> to owe like uh, 16 grand or something. But anyway, it's Giving Tuesday. No kid hungry. That's where I'm uh, putting my money Very nice. today. Yeah, very That'll good. be fun. Michigan State, Duke. A uh, couple other things. Uh, back to that Eagles game for a second, because I know people were going crazy. First of all, I get a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm like, I felt bad. And I'm glad the parlay kid won, but I, I immediately feel bad for anyone who bet Seattle who kicked the crap out of the Eagles all, all game. And for that Hail Mary to end, it was weird. Um, I immediately feel bad. And it, it is unbelievable how many comments I get like, well, that's what you get for going against underdogs, home underdogs, home underdogs are so-and-so and so against the spread. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Don't give me this. I hate that more than anything. I didn't even bet the game, but to get lectured on how, well, you had the wrong side. Why is anyone going against underdogs? Why is everyone taking Seattle? Uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 I was like, what? Hate that. <laughs> you got lucky. <laughs> Parley kid, right? 
Come on. That, that's, You're not that, lecturing people, right? No, I mean, just you chalk it up. If you if you were on the Eagles side last night, you know, that's something you just chalk up as you got lucky. Like, why right. can't you say that? Why do you got to act like you like, uh, you know, that's just it's a lucky win. And that and that occasionally happens. We know what happens on the other side. That um, had nothing to do with knowing more than anybody else. You got lucky. That's it. Right. Um, reach out to us, our email. What the hell is our email? It's uh, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have bad beats or bed aches or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I got one on Twitter from Radebe Mitim Kulu. I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name, but um, I have a bed ache. It, it's yeah, I, the name too. It, that, that's aching all. You guys should change that. Uh, I parlayed a Seahawks win, DK Metcalf over 100 yards receiving and Russell Wilson over 250 yards passing. Wilson finished with 230. He stopped throwing in the fourth quarter. Well, sorry, uh, uh, Radebe, but uh, Brother Bry could have told you Russell Wilson was throwing for under, right? What was the actual was, number? Uh, it looks it like was, he got an... It was 287 and a half. Yeah, he got an adjusted number at 250, but they did stop throwing uh, mm. in the fourth quarter. So there you go. All right, let's go over a few NFL games. There are not too many good ones here in week... Uh, where are we, 13 already? Not not a great uh, matchup wise week. Um, Baltimore Pittsburgh. They say they say they're going to play this game Wednesday. Pittsburgh favored by ten and a half. Forty one and a half is the over under. This opened at three, and I remember thinking, "Wow, this is too low. This is a fix. Lamar's going to go in there and win this game. Big rivalry." Uh, Parley kid, you like the Steelers out now? They do have Dobbins back. Yeah, they have Ingram back. They waited long enough to play this game that these guys are off the COVID list. I think if they wait even longer, uh, Ray Lewis will be allowed to join the team. <laughs> I, I don't know what goes on here. But anyway, as it is, the uh, Steelers are given 10 and a half and you think it's uh, too low. Yeah, look, I, I think you have to roll with the Steelers here. Um, by all indications, look, RG3 definitely gives them a, uh, a QB that can kind of emulate with what Lamar Jackson does. And you could add the running backs back, but uh, Dobbins... Uh, Ingram, uh, Gus Edwards, what's the difference between the three of them, really, I think? It's not going to really make too much of a difference in this game. I, my impression is the Ravens don't even want to play this game. That's my yeah. impression. They'd rather not even be here. they got to go to Pittsburgh. It's a 340 game in the afternoon tomorrow, which I think we'll be doing a little halftime thing we'll talk about later. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun for us. But mm -hmm. my impression is the Ravens want to Get in, get out, get nobody injured, get everybody healthy, and ride on and, and smack the heck out of the Cowboys next week. So I think that's their game plan, and I think the Steelers win this by two touchdowns plus. It almost worked perfectly for the Ravens, right? And I'm not saying the whole team is, uh, has got COVID, and uh, you know, I hope everyone's healthy eventually, obviously. But, yes, it seemed like they didn't want to play this game because much like I mentioned with Ohio State – and Michigan, the screw job and the rivalry, the Ravens don't play this game. If they move this off the schedule and don't add a week, then they're going to eight playoff teams. Guess who's like struggling to get that seventh or eighth spot? The Ravens. And then right. if the Ravens get that eighth spot against the Steelers, because the Steelers would have lost their bye, there's so many calculations here, but it didn't behoove the Ravens to play. I agree, Parlay Kid, with you. I'm taking the Steelers minus 10 and a half. That defense is just too tough. There's uh, and, and you know, I, I don't even expect Big Ben to throw four touchdown passes. They beat you the hell up. 
And I think RG3 is going to have to make a big throw or multiple big throws down the stretch. Who knows? It could be to Des Bryant, which would be interesting for us. But Steelers, 10 and a half. I already have them on a bunch of money line parlays. Uh, I like the Steelers laying the points. I think it's like 27, 10, 27, 13. You're right. I mean, half the team. I do feel like, though, this has worked against us. Didn't we bet a college team that had half their team out to COVID? And was it Maryland or something? And then they, they ended up winning or covering. Is that like Virginia Tech or somebody? Yeah, I think year? so. Like yeah, that, that was yeah. it. That was exactly Virginia what it is. Tech. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, all right, Harry, Indianapolis at Houston. The Colts on the road, a three-point favorite. 52 is the over-under. Texans have a little more rest here. They played on Thanksgiving. They look good. I, I've uh, now petitioned for Deshaun Watson to enter the player relocation program, <laughs> uh, whatever it is. I, that's the one I feel most bad for, being on a bad team. I think we've seen his limitations on Houston. He's going to play in that crappy first-round game with this team at best and maybe win that game and then lose the set just with this team. Uh, I think he needs to go on to someone else. I even mentioned the Bears. I even think that would be as bad as they are. But anyway, they are getting three points at home. No Will Fuller out that hurts. What, six weeks. That, that hurts. That, that hurts. Definitely hurts. Big, um, huge loss for, for Watson. Who's he throwing to now? For sure. I like Indianapolis here. I think they bounce back. I know I'm living and dying with uh, Phil Rivers here, but uh, I think they win. They're going to grab a playoff spot. They're probably not going to win the division. But I like what their defense does. They play hard, uh, even uh, on the shorter rest, uh, shorter than Houston. I'm taking Indy. Harry, you're taking the total, right? Yeah, I know Fuller is a big hit, but I'm still going to go with the over at 52. Texans in five days put up 69 points. You just mentioned Deshaun Watson, Sal. 15 touchdowns, zero picks in his last six games. He's got on a bad team, like you mentioned. He's got 24 touchdowns, five picks, completing 70% of his passes. And somebody has scored at least 31 points in the last six of the seven Colts games. They were like number one defensively like a couple weeks ago. Now they've dropped all the way down to fifth. The Colts have. That's a big drop in a couple weeks. Back-to-back weeks, they've given up 76 points total, 370 yards to Green Bay, 450 to Tennessee at home last week. I'm going to go over here. I know the Fuller thing is a big deal, but I'm still going to go over 52 in this game. Yeah, I don't know why I like the Colts so much. I think I'm reading into the line right now. And they even have a line. They have Costanza's out, right, for uh, an extended time. I still think they get it done. I think they get their COVID players back, and uh, it'll, it'll look like a different has been a backer team. for the Colts all the year with these lines. It always seems like the favorite. Oh, I know. Oh, I can't figure. I do guess the lines. I can't figure them out. I'm off by four points with the Colts every single time. Uh, Rams at the Cardinals at Arizona. Rams are a three-point favorite. Brother Bry, 48-and-a-half is the over-under. I don't know, man. I, I just watched this. This is a zigzag team, right? The Rams, yeah. like they, they, they can't look too good. Their defense looks decent every week. They play hard. We, we can only say so much about Aaron Donald, but then Goff gets back there, and I don't think he could string together like two, three good games in a row. I do think this is one of them. I think Arizona is going away a little. We're not hearing a lot about Kyla Murray MVP odds. I think Murray's a little bit banged up. Yeah. Too, and I think the Rams win this on the road and Arizona eventually uh, goes away here. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with the zigzag here. I mean, man, the Rams really blew that 49ers game the other day and cost me a ton of money. But like how many Jeez. teams tied with the first down on the 45 with like 230 left in the game lose that game in regulation? So golf missed ton of missed wide open yeah. receivers, bad third down play, bad punt. So just a bad game by that. But I do think they bounce back and there's just something about this Cardinals team that I, I don't know if it's Murray's body language. Yeah, maybe it is. He's a little bit hurt. 
Maybe Kingsbury really isn't a good coach. I, I'm just not sure. If not for that Hail Mary, this team would have lost four games in a row. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's possible the Rams are just a bad matchup for them. It's going to be tough to run against them. Rams, Ramsey could lock up Hopkins. Uh, Rams pretty much blew out the Cardinals twice last year, and golf had huge games in both of them. So I do like them a lot here. I think it's probably like a 27-20, 27-17 type game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to completely lay on the week before, but and I know it was on the road in a tough spot, kitchen sink game for the Patriots, but I feel like if they can't move the ball against the Patriots, they're not going to do it against the Rams. Uh, like I said, it, it doesn't have to be a Hail Mary every week to uh, Hopkins, but he needs more than four receptions for like 60 yards, right, for them to yep. win. And Kyler, Brother Brian, I know you love that r- rushing prop. That's a loser Yeah, two weeks in a row now. Yeah. What did he have, 31 yeah. yards rushing? Yeah, I didn't like it last week, especially against the Pats because, you know, they'll put spies on They'll do whatever they needed to do to keep him in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So uh, it could be the same type of thing this week, too. You might not see. Uh, and I don't know. He doesn't necessarily love to run. So, um, yeah. It, uh, that, speaking that, of someone who doesn't love to run, Harry, <laughs> you are you're shaking your head. Yes, like the, the Cardinal season is over. Did you find something in? No, Coach I just, Kingsbury's <laughs> trash that, that we should know about. No, I just think that uh, I mean, listened to the radio a little bit yesterday, local radio. They were oh. bashing Kingsbury too, and just, I agree. Like he just makes bad. He's made plenty of decisions down the stretch that were really bad. A couple weeks in a row that just cost them games. I mean, all they had to do it's a third and two, get that first down. You can run it out, and not to mention they called t- Bri. You were we were texting me a little bit about it. They called timeout before they kicked the the field goal to leave New England over a minute in time when they could have ran it down and at least went to overtime and not given New England a chance to win. It just makes bad calls. Bad bad, bad spot for the Cardinals right now. There you go. Uh, Cleveland at Tennessee, two teams battling for a playoff spot. Tennessee is actually uh, leading the AFC South at this point. Cleveland is, what are they now? They eight and three? Eight yeah. and three, eight South. And three. Crazy. God, I, I you know. Harry, what were they? They're like minus 450 or something to make the playoffs. And they have the Jets and Giants. They probably only have to get to 10 wins, but they do have tough games, this being one of them. At Tennessee, Titans six-point favorite, 54 and a half the over under. Go ahead, Harry. What were you going to say? I was going to say they do, have the, they do get the Steelers, but it is the last week of the season. Now, granted, Steelers are still undefeated, so they'd want to still go for that. But if not, they get the Steelers when they may not need the game. Well, I don't know what the tiebreaker is with Steelers and Chiefs, but the Chiefs are going to make the Steelers earn it. I think they'll they'll stick around at one loss. I, I don't know. Who knows at that point? But, yeah, you're right. Cleveland, Tennessee, 6, 54 and a half. I thought Baker was a little better. I, I'm sick of these cold-weather games that the Browns are pulling out and all this crap against – they seem to play a bad team every week. Jacksonville, no exception last week. Well, they went 27-25. At least Baker was better. It wasn't a Nick Chubb 40-yard rush that – uh. That that wanted in the in the fourth quarter, uh, this line opened like at three and a half. I was like, "That's insane!" It's been bet up to six. Parlay, kid, you think yeah. it's too many points there for the? Uh, well, I, I think that's the way I'm leaning here, Sal. We got two teams that really like to run the ball here with the Browns and the Titans, so we could see a lot of uh, time. Uh, the clock kind of tick a little, go by a little fast. We know sometimes when you have money on games, uh, mm-hmm. I think that kind of favors uh, the dog there when we're putting the. Uh, the ball you know, on the keeping it on the ground, but I also think Baker Sal he's become kind of a uh, a game manager type of quarterback. I mean, we want to kill him, but I'm telling you, look at his numbers. He's got solid numbers this year. Quarterback rating of uh, slightly over 92, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 
He only throws for about 200 yards a game, but that's what the Browns need him to do. Their running game is fantastic since Chubb has come back. And then to have Kareem Hunt, uh, you have two fantastic running backs. Cleveland is a well-constructed team. Uh, If you want to say, like, what's their weakness? I mean, maybe uh, Mayfield is their one weakness, right? But he's been playing some solid football. I think he continues against the Titans secondary that is rather weak. Uh, And I think they keep this game within the six points. I think the Titans are coming off an emotional win against the Colts. I think there was a lot of trash talking that game. I think Mm -hmm. they have a little bit of a letdown this week. I'm not saying they lose the game, but I think the Browns cover here. Oh, man. You're almost convincing me to go there. Yeah, Titans second there, 27th in the league defensively, obviously. So Baker, you know, if he makes a mistake, it should be his only mistake the whole game. I'm still in the I'm not betting against Derrick Henry. It's December mode. I'm just doing it like this guy is doing so much. He's hard to tackle indoors. He's hard to tackle outdoors. I could see instead of Chubb pulling away and deciding if he's going to score or not, the Tennessee being up one or two points and them scoring late with a big, uh, big Derrick Henry who's grinded down the defense. Now, Miles Garrett's playing this game, right? He's back. That's what I think he is, Sal. That's that's a factor, too. That helps out a lot. Definitely huge for them. Nine and Um, a half sacks. I know. I'm still going to take the Titans here. I think they win by a touchdown. I think uh, this is a tough team. I think all the division leaders, now we want to say the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and it certainly looks that way, but Bills, Titans, and uh, who am I missing now? And the Steelers, all really good division leaders right now that can contend in the playoffs. Uh, Hey, guys, we seem excited enough, but if you want to add a little excitement to your sports watching experience, do it by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay. Oh boy, you get more action out of every game day. If you win, they get you your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Place a bet on any game, FanDuel will refund you up to a grand back if you don't win your first bet. Yes, do it. You win, you keep the cash, you lose. Get your entire bet up to a grand back in site credit. $1,000. Uh, Monday night, Thursday night, when there used to be Thursday night games, Sunday night games, you could do it. Encourage to bet these same game parlays. Do The same game parlays are fun. Now, this is something for years we used to call stacking. Like, no, you can't stack it. You can't say Miles Sanders is going to score the first touchdown and that Carson Wentz is going to throw for over 240 yards and that the Eagles are going to cover it. Well, you could do all that this week. I'll I'll throw you one. All right, let's all pick one. Let's make a same-game parlay, guys. Let's each – I know I'm putting you on the spot here. For the Ravens-Steelers, I am going to say – I'm going to say Chase Claypool first touchdown. All right, you guys add to it. Harry, you add a prop or just a pick. Uh, Harry's disappeared. So let's go uh, (laughs) – do do we have um... (laughs) – what happened to Harry? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say Steelers plus fourteen, uh, minus fourteen to win by more than fourteen. Sorry, that's plus one ten to add Steelers, it. Steelers, you you're adding Steelers minus fourteen. No, yeah, plus to win by more than fourteen, to win by fourteen or more, it's plus one ten. So All right. add that to your 
Um, Claypool first touchdown. Claypool Whatever first odds touchdown. You're getting being. pretty good odds there then. I I'm love sure. it. Bry, you want to add I'll to say, it? Looks like all Steelers here. Go ahead. Uh, it, it, not up yet, but I'll say RG3 to throw an interception. Oh, nice. All right. See, this is really coming together now. Harry, I don't know how much you heard. I We're know, adding to the same that. game parlay. Can you add a just, prop just, or a pick? Just say, a say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. That could take hours. <laughs> Steelers score first. Steelers to score first. All right, good. I thought for sure he was going to screw that up and take like the Ravens plus 12 or something. But uh, all right, Steelers score first. So there's an example of a nice, uh, we made a nice little pizza there, but we'll call it uh, same game parlay. Chase Claypool, first touchdown. Steelers minus 14 adjusted. RG3 will throw an interception and the Steelers will score first. Brian, what will we get on that? Like 15 to one? Somewhere uh, in there? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 11, right. 11 and 15 to one, I guess. Do that. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code against all odds. Do it. You never tried it. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Use our promo code against all odds so they know we sent you. There you go. All right. Uh, more football. I love talking football. And it looks like it's around to stay. I mean, I can't believe they're playing. They've never played a Wednesday game, have they, Harry? They played that yeah, Tuesday game. Yeah, they game. have. I think years and years ago, they played... Uh, Bears played at Minnesota in that old, they played at uh, the old University of Minnesota Stadium outdoors. They played on a Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was icy. Right. It was cold. That was a Wednesday? All right. Joel Solomon, please look that up. I'd love to prove Harry wrong there. What year was that? Uh, probably maybe 12 years ago. Bears, Wait, who'd Wade, say? Wade, Bears the, Minnesota? The Vikings quarterback was like uh, someone last name Wade, W-A-D-E, I believe. Darren, maybe? Was, uh, wasn't Webb? Really? Yeah. Webb. It was David Webb. quarterback Webb. named Webb. W-E-B-B. No, but okay. I think the Vikings played the Eagles on a Tuesday night because of a storm, but I don't remember a Wednesday. I think it was the Bears, and I think it was a Wednesday. Maybe it was a Tuesday. Oh, for God's sake. Sorry. <laughs> I just ruined the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. I know they played Joel, a Tuesday game before this was like a popular thing, and I remember they'd be like, well, they're testing this out. Maybe that maybe we'll have Tuesday night football. But so I could Harry be says, wrong here, but I think the last Wednesday game I'm reading here, again, this is a quick search, but yeah. it was the uh, Cowboys against the Giants on September 5th, 2012. Really? And what yeah. were the circumstances? I don't uh, remember that the, at all. I, I guess that was the first Wait, the game first of the game year. The first game of the uh, year? Why, yeah, I'm trying to think what uh, was going on. Oh, okay. All right, that would make sense. And, okay, but uh, it wasn't wasn't played in a middle school uh, field, like Harry said. Doesn't seem like it. All right, let's go over these uh, conference winners. Fandle has these numbers out, and I figure we'll look over which has the best value. Green Bay Packers at plus four thirty. It's been jumping around plus plus four fifty, plus four thirty uh, to win the NFC. I like that. I really do. People are yeah. against the Packers, and I know they beat the Bears, and that's not a great feat with uh, Trubisky coming back in his first game. But as far as an offense, uh, a quarterback that's confident with his offense in the NFC, name me one more that better than Aaron Rodgers right now, right? He throws that at Harry, you're driving me fucking nuts here with shaking the camera around. My God, <coughs> what the hell are you doing? Jesus Christ, I'm on a... I'm on a tilt-a-whirl here trying to give out a Packers pick. Plus uh, 430. I, I, sorry, I'm, I'm dizzy, everybody, now from Harry uh, throwing his camera into a, for a loop. Uh, anyway, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like this defense. Uh, they step it up. Darius and Preston Smith 
Uh, Preston's coming on a little bit. Yeah, you know, I know you can run on them, but I still haven't. Don't think we've seen the the real like Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, one two punch. They're a game behind the Saints, who have the Chiefs on their schedule still, so they could catch them for that one seed. And if they do, even if they don't, I love them at plus four thirty. Brother Bry, you're staying in the NFC. This is a good number too. If they could get a little streak going. Well, I just went over the Rams before, but I do like them again because when I look at the NFC, you got to look at the NFC for the value here. I can't go with the Saints. They suck us in every year, right? We get probably the same odds. They fall flat in the playoffs. Seahawks, too many holes. Um, I do. I do like your uh, your Packers pick. I debated between the Rams and Tampa, but Mm -hmm. the Rams at plus 650, I think is really good. Again, it, it was one of those games the other day. They should have won the other day. If they win that game, Donald wins Defensive Player of the Year for us, which probably screwed us too. Um, yeah. But I think uh, regardless who you put them up against in the NFC, they're a tough match. It's going to be a close game regardless. If Goff can just not turn the ball over and play okay, I really like mm-hmm. these odds. It's And like I said, it's pretty much a toss-up. If you put them against any of the top teams, I, I like them more than the Seahawks in a, in a matchup. Against the Saints, yep. I think it's a toss-up. Uh, Packers made Packers a slight edge. Um, right. I do, you know, we saw what they did against Tampa. So I think you obviously really want to get that fifth seed because at least the fifth seed, you're going to be going against the NFC East. Um, yeah. So that's that's big for them to get to 10 and 6, maybe even 11 and 5 there. But uh, my plus 650, I think it's such a toss-up, the NFC, that I like those odds. It's not bad. And when Goff is on, and it's a big if at this point, but with the play-action passing is working, if he's on, they're the most complete team. Now, Seattle's stepping it up a little defensively. They have some nice players who are filling some spots there. They're pressuring the quarterback, and they're not as embarrassing as they were, let's say, three weeks ago or so. But uh, Rams at uh, 650 is nice. All right, Parlay Kid, go with the obvious choice, but I can't kill you for this because they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. And, of course, they have to get through the AFC to do that. Yeah, I'd be taking the Chiefs here, Sal. Uh, I do like the Packers uh, as well, Sal. I think um, especially if they could somehow uh, end up getting that home field throughout, then I really love them. And they're only a game behind the Saints right now. So that's conceivable, uh, and that can happen. So I like that. Uh, And I kind of don't mind. the. I like Brian's pick of the Rams as a a kind of an underdog. Uh, Look, the fact that there's a plus in front of the, uh, the Chiefs here I think is big. Uh, it might be the only time you're going to see them at plus 135 to win the conference. I think what holds the Chiefs back is, and I think we could all agree on this, is that uh, they seem to play around with teams sometimes, right? Yeah, like, they do. The fact that that game seemed to never be in question the other day, and they won by three points, right? So it gives you the impression like that are they, you know, are they a really complete team? I'm not sure if they are a complete team. But I think their defense makes enough plays during the course of a game. And Mahomes, again, like I felt like he could have put up 50 the other day, right? I feel mm-hmm. like if if they just say, look, you know what, Pat, you're going to win us this game. Go out and we're going to throw the ball 60 times today. Yeah. That he would probably throw for 600 yards in a game. Like I really get that impression. So I think the Chiefs with a plus, plus 135 to win the AFC, you might not see those odds uh, any better than that right now. So sometimes the obvious is the best bet, Sal. Yeah, they're weird in that you do feel like they're toying with everyone, and yet they're having trouble closing out teams. It was Carolina. Obviously, the Raiders twice gave them a fit. 
Even last week, they had 17 after the first quarter, ended up with 27. But it's still like uh, they kicked a field goal from the two. It was like a 19-yard field goal. I didn't really understand what they were doing. But probably, kid, if you look at it, they're going to make the playoffs, right? Let's say they don't get a bye. Let's say they're – who's their first op- op- opponent? The uh, the Colts or the Ravens or something? They'll be a seven-point favorite. Then their right. second opponent will be what? The Titans? They'll be a four or five-point favorite. They'll probably be a seven-point favorite again against right. the Titans. And then at the Steelers, if it went like that, I think they're still a three-point favorite, yeah, right? Definitely. So you're getting your plus. Plus 135 is nice, obviously. That's what I'm – exactly just keep, right, Sal. You, you, you nailed it right there. <clears throat> just yep. keep Mahomes in a bubble uh, from now until then. Yes. I think he wins MVP if he plays like two more games at this point. All right, Harry, you're going with the long shot, of course. I don't actually feel that you believe in this, but – Who's your AFC champ? I kind of do a little bit. Listen, your uh, Fox Bet Live co-host Rachel Bonetta will love this, knowing that it's the Browns <laughs> at 22 to 1. Uh, Darren made some great points about the Browns a little while ago. I mean, the, the key cog in this team is absolutely Nick Chubb. Uh, Cleveland has won four of five, but is six and one with Chubb in the lineup, just two and two without five of his last six games. He's had 100 plus yards, had his best game last week against Jacksonville, 144. Cleveland is averaging 30 points per game with Chubb in his last six starts when he's been in the lineup. Baker Mayfield also has been using his tight ends efficiently this year. Seven touchdowns to tight ends in his last five games. Seven touchdowns, but more importantly, just one pick. And defensively, the last four games for the Browns, just giving up 16 points, get Miles Garrett back. I know the Browns can't historically cannot beat the Steelers, and obviously we just went over the Chiefs as well. But still, at 22 to 1, you're looking for value. The Browns might be at an 8 and 3. Yeah, I guess you're asking for the Browns to be like last year's Titans, who, right. by the way, fell short, also didn't win the AFC and like got crushed eventually in the championship game. But decent quarterback rises to the occasion, uh, you know, running like crazy. You know, Chubb would be the Derrick Henry of last year. And like you said, the defense plays uh, just good enough. Um, I don't know. I still think at 22 to one, Brian, they'd be an underdog three times in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And then they'd be, you know, like plus uh, against the Kansas city, you'd get plus three fifty. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh, you get plus 300 probably in the playoffs. So yeah. yeah. And then the chief, yeah, it's probably, yeah. I mean, that probably comes out to 22. I mean, depends if if they, if they really light it up, like when they put 49 up against the Cowboys, who knows what the lines will be. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to kill Harry. I'm just happy his camera is straight. I'm not vomiting here on the <laughs> other listen, end. Listen, I don't even live in the house yeah. anymore, and this bug guy won't leave me alone. Bug guy? What are you the talking bug about? Guy at, 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 uh, I, uh, the guy's calling. He's supposed to be in the house. He's supposed to be going around the house. He's called me like 12 times during this. Uh, you mean an exterminator? Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. See, even the simplest things, Harry. Is <laughs> this bug guy. Yeah. This toilet dude, this toilet dude is plunging away. I don't know what to call him. I don't know. Oh, plumber? I don't know. All right, fine. I want to get technical. Jeez. Uh, all right. Uh, the hedge clippers, they won't stop making noise out there. All right, that brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifect and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and prop culture events. Well, the game of the week last week was the Broncos and uh, Saints. Uh, Harry uh, mentioned it. He had the Broncos plus six before all the uh, quarterbacks decided to have an orgy and uh, were immediately (laughs) disqualified from that game. And they had to bring up Kendall Hinton 
from the practice squad. This is a Wake Forest guy. He's a wide receiver on the practice squad. He had eight touchdowns and seven interceptions career at Wake Forest. The poor bastard had to go in there and start at quarterback. He threw two he threw two interceptions and had one completion, right? Yeah. And it had been 22 years since a team had had more interceptions than completions. I, I don't know what they expected the guy. Parley kid, as a coach and as a purist, you had to kind of appreciate that he went in there and flopped, right? Nothing against him personally. Well, I think, look, it gives, it it just what that sends the message to his regular guys like us who right. think, I can go in there and do that. I, I could I could step <clears throat> on a field and do that. Uh, it yeah. just shows you you can't. This kid was a All-State quarterback. He played Division One quarterback. He did step on a field in a, a major right. Division One program, and he couldn't do it. So it just gives us us regular dudes just to say we cannot do something like that at that high of a level we have no chance we'd have no chance to compete uh so let's you know we can live go back to living in the real world with all that stuff you know joel clatt my buddy there at fox he calls all the college games with gus johnson they they do a great job i really love them he was a quarterback at colorado about a decade ago and i think he was like answering tweets he's like everyone's like oh you go in there he's like are you kidding me I would go four for 20 for like 30 yards. And that's what I, and this is a, a former quarterback, you know, a decade removed from the game. But <clears throat> then you get like, that seemed ambitious four for 20 for 30 yards. When you look at uh hitting stats anyway, right. he was an emergency replacement and it got us thinking, what is the greatest performance by an emergency replacement in sports? Is it the hurricanes goalie, David Ayers at three to one odds, the Vanderbilt kicker, uh, seven to one odds. Seth Petrozelli, ten to one odds. Rocky Balboa wasn't supposed to fight Apollo. Went in there, did a bang up job, twenty five to one odds. Or the field at two to one. Um, Harry, you struggled with this question. I, I gave this to you, and you're like, "Oh, Frank Reich." I'm like, "Listen, it's not that we've done Frank Reich. We've done greatest comeback and everything. It's not necessarily a backup going in. It's someone who was rostered last minute." or during the week, wasn't even supposed to be on the team, uh, gets in there and gets it done. So what did you end up settling on, Harry? Well, I ended up settling on the kicker, Sarah Fuller at Vanderbilt. Obviously, they're mm. ravaged by COVID, the team. First female player to play in a Power 5 football game ever. Uh, give her a lot of credit for going out there and wanting to do this. Uh, she did have a kickoff to start the second half. Wasn't the greatest kickoff in the world, uh, but it wasn't returned either. But it, even if Clay, your buddy Clay's, Vanderbilt team had any sort of offense at all. We, it would have been nice to see her try an extra point or even like a 25, 30 yard field goal. But since they got shut out, we didn't get that opportunity. By the way, Clay Travis went to Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt graduate, finally, finally gets a Vanderbilt player to be named SEC player of the week. And he shits all over it. He's all over it. He, I, I guess he thought like Kyle Trask had better numbers or whatever. All right, all right I guess. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, all right, Parley Kid, what'd you come up with? Well, Sal, I, at first I was going to take the field because uh, if you maybe remember about 25 years ago, uh, Harry had to play in a softball game for us. Um, <laughs> uh, but I look back at the uh, the stat book, and Brother Brian can back this up. So I look back, I have all the books from all the, these the, years. The, no, the, you mean the you mean the four, Harry you mean went the four 0 for seven book. with a walk and the doubleheader. That's so not true. It, not it, true. It, it, it had to, it not eliminated true. him. From that discussion, because 
we, we obviously want somebody that actually performed pretty well, right? <laughs> right, so, yeah. Uh, when you go 0 for 7 in a softball doubleheader what about, with a what walk, a, with a walk. Timeout, um, timeout. Untr untrue, <laughs> untrue. And how about 2-0 and in first sets I am against Brother Bry? 2-0 and in first sets. <laughs> That's, yeah, but this, just, that doesn't fit the description. Yeah, You're yeah. right, Barley Kid. He stepped on. for seven. He wasn't untrue. He, he stepped in. We had him play. We needed an extra player, and he was a, a, a total bust. A total. You bust. know what? Can I just say this? I remember this, and and good job by Huntington Athletics. They gave they recognized that Harry was a little special. They gave him softball player of the week. All right, that's that's enough. All right, okay, go seven, my ass. All right, oh for seven. Bryce, Bryce saw the Give book. Me a break I, a walk. I'll send and, you the book, Harry. I'll send book, you the book. You, uh, you forge those books time and time and time again. <laughs> I, I do think Harry has one of the all-time lowest career batting averages for somebody who plays for gonna, hit, for hit listen, and Listen, I'm going to ask... I'm, I'm going to ask your father. He probably has I'm gonna the ask your lowest father, Brian. batting average for, uh, for anybody who had over four at-bats. Yeah. Harry, he never got well, a hit. Uh, so, well, thinking is not Fink, true. Thinking is worse. Thinking was worse. Probably. No, no. Thinking's career average is higher than uh, Harry's oh, by uh, far. Thinking at least hit 250. <laughs> I'm calling um, your father, Dan. Harry, he'll, Harry he'll had, hit zero. So anybody that got any type of hit hit higher than Harry. To be okay, fair, so he used a wooden bat for he no used a, particular reason. He in, was in a using a wooden game. bat because that's what Harry would do. And we yeah, don't even remember. He would bat lefty. He'd bat, bat righty. <clears throat> yeah. I remember, you know, Darren, you tell off, me. But Darren, you told me to go to right field. I went to right field. I had hits. You're full no. of shit. I'm, I'm calling your father. <laughs> father would remember. The 17 bless. aluminum bats in the bin. He picks the wooden bat. It's Windy City Heat all so, over again. So, all right, Harry, go. we're going to go. I mean, so we're going to go with the obvious one here. Dave Ayers. Uh, yeah. Ayers, I should say. I don't want to get his name wrong. Ayers. Uh, kidney trance survived. Uh, Kidney transplant. You got my survivor. stat line wrong. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Harry. Okay. Come on. Who comes in for the Hurricane South? <laughs> this picture the scenario. The guy yeah. comes in. He's, he's the Zamboni driver. He's the emergency goalie. It's not the first guy we've seen do this in hockey, but it's the first guy we kind of see that the team was winning at the time when he had right. to come in. They're up three to one. His first two shots, he gives up goals. Right. Right. Now, this is a guy who uh, I I. Looking at some of his stats from when he maybe played in some type of professional league, he was 0-8 with the 77% save percentage, which is really bad. Okay? Um, he comes into this game and gives up two goals. That would be like, you know, one of us entering the mound and giving up home runs on the first two pitches we throw. We're going, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're going to give up. This is going to keep happening. Well, somehow he settles down. The game is 3-3. He makes eight saves for the rest of the game against the Maple Leafs, one of the best scoring teams in the league. And the Hurricanes win the game 6-3. to three. It's an absolutely fantastic story. It should have gotten a lot more publicity than it did right. uh, because it was an amazing, amazing accomplishment, especially because the guy was a kidney transplant survivor, which Crazy. I just really realized today. <clears throat> so, uh, Dave Ayers, uh, great job by you. Um, you should have gotten a lot more than you did. By the way, I think he made $500 for that game. Really? Yeah. I love hearing that stuff. You want to know the, the wildest thing about that, Parley Kid? That was this year. That was this year, yes. That was February, fucking this year. It was February yep. 25th. Jesus. Crazy. How the freak was that this year? Wow. Oh, anyway. All right. Uh, yep. All right, Brother Bry, jump in here. 
Yes, yeah. emergency. Yeah, replacement. emergency replacement. I'm going to go with Danny Noonan and Caddyshack, right? He fil- <laughs> filled in for Rodney Dangerfield after true. a phantom injury, right? Rod Dangerfield th- thinks he broke his arm, which obviously wasn't the case, right? Noonan sinks a putt to win, uh, to win a bet against Judge Smales, although it's debatable whether or not that putt should have really counted, right? Because the uh, explosion. Yeah. I think it shouldn't have counted, right? <laughs> but still, great job by Danny Noonan. Uh, wins that bet uh, versus Judge Smells. Brian, we had to have money on the judge in that scenario. <laughs> oh, right? I'm going to look back. But I, I, just the way you describe it, and I remember it now, that putt shouldn't have counted. And like, that sounds like something we had money and lost. Uh, that that was the, probably the original bet ache for us <laughs> <laughs> back in the 80s. Um, I am going to go with Seth Petroselli. He was listed at 10 to 1 odds. This is a guy, by the way, his nickname is Seth Pepperoni. He came in and it was a replacement for Ken Shamrock, who had a cut over his eye before the fight. Now, the fight was against Kimbo Slice. This was Elite XC. This league was, uh, this is personal to me because I know a guy who had a lot of money backing this for this federation or whatever it is of uh, UFC. It was airing, it was CBS was going to buy this league basically. This was the make or break fight. Kimbo Slice was unbeatable. <clears throat> the legend has it that this Seth Pepperoni was told, like, yeah, just, you know, don't shoot on him. Just do your thing. Just look kind of, just like kind of good for a while. And, you know, <clears throat> the Federation disputes this. He was 205 pounds. Kimbo was 234. It looked like it wasn't even going to be close. He goes out there and he knocks him out, Kimbo, in 14 <laughs> seconds. The late great Kimbo slice goes down. The Federation goes down. CBS wants nothing to do with this sport. Seth Petrosell, he ended up going like 22 and 14. He kicked around till about 2013, right around when Harry made his playoffs last in uh, fantasy football. And then he was out. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I got knocked out a couple of times in 2013. That was out. But Seth Pepperoni for one night turned uh, UFC, or I'm sorry, mixed martial arts upside down, 10 to 1 odds. He's my favorite emergency replacement. All right, Jim Cunningham, you have anything? Yeah, when I um, first heard the question, I was thinking about um, when Mr. Burns puts in Homer for uh, Daryl Strawberry, <laughs> right. the bases loaded, remember that? And Homer just gets hit by the pitch and they win the game. But um, I have to agree with you, the Seth Petrozelli was so out of nowhere. About two nights later, maybe three nights later, I was going to a like a private party at a club in New York City, and there's a guy trying to get in as I walked up, and he's wearing a black feather boa. He's a white guy, like a little bigger than me. And I was on the list, so I said my name to the bouncer, and he's like, you can go in. And I look at the guy, and I'm like, are you the dude who knocked out Kimbo Slice? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Seth Petrozelli, whatever. Wow. And the bouncer's like, you are. And he's like, come on in. I shook the guy's hand, shook Seth Petrozelli's hand. He like got me a drink inside. And I remember thinking he wasn't that big, but his hand was like a cinder block. Like when he shook my hand and he had black nail polish on his fingers. Really? That's all I remember. <laughs> wow. Seth Petrozelli. I mean, what a like fall for grace. He knocks out Kimbo Slice, uh, some deemed the and toughest then he man on the, the planet. <laughs> and now here we are in 2020. He's being described as... A guy who's a little bigger than Jim Cunningham. <laughs> it was true. He wasn't that's that tall. A, I, I figured it'd be huge. He had like a bow on. It was just crazy. <laughs> Joel, do you have any stories about um, uh, running into the Vanderbilt kicker or something somewhere after her uh, miraculous kickoff? No, I was just, I can't believe Harry went 0 for 7. I'm still, 
<laughs> Slow pitch softball. Slow. So untrue. We'll, no, we'll, we'll get the bucks. We'll get the I just bucks. can't believe he actually I made. I played. I you guys were. You, you you would have thought oh. after like four he would he would have given up, but just <laughs> Joel. Joel at nineteen. At nineteen, I was playing fast pitch softball in upstate New York. These guys wouldn't even think about playing fast pitch softball. I've never heard about that. You played fast pitch softball. Fast pitch softball for two years. Whoa. Well, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm going off the board too. At least Rocky had five weeks to train for Apollo Creed at, at yeah. UFC 199. Michael Bisbing he replaced Chris Weidman and and won the UFC middleweight championship. Michael Bisbing's like one of my favorite fighters. Awesome athlete, and uh, he would be my favorite emergency replacement. Right. And Bisping is a little smaller than you, right, Joel? Just, <laughs> just so we can not, give the public some perspective. Uh, not by no. much. Not, not <laughs> okay. by much. But uh, I, I, he's got a few inches. There you go. I got All more right. around the way. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Let us jump in the sharp tank. I don't know what to say about these guys. 3-0 and last week. Harry, I jumped on yours. I've jumped on your pick two weeks in a row. <clears throat> Let's start with you. What do you got? Best bet. Yeah, last two weeks, uh, I've gone with an over-under. This week, like you said, Sal, not a great card all around. So I'm going to go with a four-team Moneyline Parlay that pays plus 275, uh, all oh, NFL. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Minus 550, the Dolphins, I believe in Fitzmagic. No Burrow equals no Bueno for the Bengals. Take the Dolphins at minus 550. Uh, minus 360, Brian's Raiders. Raiders rebound. It's going to be Carter Waller all day. Darnold is the worst, as I've mentioned many times before. It's now been over four complete football games since he threw his last passing touchdown. Had two picks last week. Uh, Kansas City, minus 750. Uh, look, they've won 10 straight versus Denver. We just mentioned many times how Denver's got many problems going on. In the last three times, they've beaten the, the, uh, the Broncos. They've won by at least 20. And I'm going to take... The Arizona 49ers at plus 118 on the money line. The 49ers here. Don't count out the Niners out of the playoff race yet. Uh, they still have Washington and Dallas on the schedule. Uh, they stunned the Bills, and then the Bills and Miami be tied for the AFC East. That's 49ers plus 118, Kansas City minus 750, Raiders minus 360, Dolphins minus 550, Pace plus 275. Oh, man. I mean, I Jeez. Uh, first of all, I look at these and, you know, no one loves Moneyline parlays more than me, but I look at them now and I'm like, all right, this, I got four games. Uh, three of them, two of them are going to play on Sunday. Right. One's going to be moved to Wednesday. One might be canceled altogether. So uh, <clears throat> one of my, you almost have to get lucky with these four teams. It's just that they're going to play. Right. 49ers, I think, feel that they fit that zigzag. Uh, they play good. They don't play good. Their defense will keep them in it. Almost every game. All right, let me hear the others. Parlay Kid. By the way, Parlay Kid, how many at-bats would Sam Darnold have to have in slow-pitch softball before he got a hit? You, think? <laughs> you know, I heard, I think he was, uh, he was actually a very good basketball player, I think, was Sam he? Darnold. Yeah, I think he was a good basketball player. Yeah, um, but slow-pitch so softball is a different no, story. No, 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 he wasn't. About probably one at-bat, <laughs> one for one, and that's there it. There you one go. At, that's it. And again, this is where I love, I, I look, that's why I, it's like people have been piling on Brady lately. It's like, what are people doing? Everybody, why does everybody want to see everybody fail? Uh, right, we I want know. to see Harry fail. I'm with yes. you. <laughs> but we, we, for the most part, what we want, we, I would like to see these elite athletes, let them live their lives. These guys, these guys are the best at what they do. At the right. best, right? Darnold so, is an, Darnold is an elite. 
Yeah, Let me look. point something out to you, Harry. Sam Darnold is younger than Joe Burrow. He's like six months younger than Joe Burrow. I, I'm not. I'm okay. not ready to bury Stop. Sam Darnold yet. Get him not off that bury. stupid team. Not gonna bury. He's yeah. not. Look, I, I I get what Harry's saying about the guy, yeah. but I I I don't. He's got to be in a better situation for me to make a decision on. Fla- so, Fla- right. Flacco, who's 39, almost had six touch six touchdowns. Flacco when he oh, played. Yeah, it's, yeah, Bur- sure. it's, it's Darnold's fault. <laughs> all right, parlay kid. All What's right, a so. Short thing? Like so, just like you're saying, my all my instincts this week say go with some type of money line parlay, right? You could go Steelers starting tomorrow, but you know we wouldn't put them on yet. But you could go Steelers, Dolphins, Vikings, Raiders, Packers, Chiefs, yeah. Seahawks. We could do all of them. It would pay out about three to one if you took all those teams. But right. the bottom line is we don't know what are the chances that one of those quarterbacks or one of those teams isn't playing this week. We don't really know, so I can't really do that. So let me just keep it simple. We're going to take the Seahawks minus 9.5 over the Giants. The Giants are going to get a a taste of what everybody else in the NFC has gone through, having to use their backup quarterback and Colt Mm -hmm. McCoy, who at best is a game manager here. Uh, The Seahawks, whose defense isn't great, they're licking their chops now. They're going to stuff the running game of the Giants. And they will put up enough points to cover this nine and a half. Um, and they get that job done. They win something like 31 to 14 uh, against the Giants um, on Sunday. So I'll keep it simple. My gut wants to really do a money line parlay, which I probably will once like we get close to Sunday and these games are all going on and everybody's right. healthy. I'm loading up on money line parlays. But because we don't know now, Seahawks minus nine and a half over the Giants. Uh, Paulie kid, I'm with you on the game. Uh, you have to look at your card and you have to manage it, uh, you know, wisely uh, on Fox bet live yesterday. I think I, you know, we're given a thousand dollars. I think I had like 300 on the Seattle game yesterday. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's only Monday. I'm like, yeah, bet the games that, you know, we're playing. I'm pretty sure this game is going to play. Uh, I don't want to go into the weekend and not uh, every, everything canceled. That said, Parley kid, if you go against the NFC East this week and it really doesn't look like they're going to have a win, the, the Cowboys Ravens game isn't even up yet because I guess they don't know if Lamar's playing and there's another game, whatever. Uh, if you just go Seahawks Packers over the Eagles, Pittsburgh over the Washington team, you're already at minus 124 before adding the Ravens. Right. If you can it's, get lucky and saying. see those teams, just an anti NFC East uh, parlay, which has uh, worked pretty well sure. all season. But anyway, I digress. That's not your bet. I like that Seahawks minus nine and a half. Brother Brian, what is your pick? Uh, I'm going to go Patriots plus one at Chargers. Seems almost impossible for the Patriots to make the playoffs, but they're not dead yet. What happens if they go to eight playoff teams? It's possible. But the Patriots just don't quit, and they pulled some games out of their ass. They had, It's crazy, though. They had 179 total yards and more turnovers than the Cardinals and still won that game. It's pretty yeah. much impossible to do that. But how do you not significantly favor Belichick over Anthony Lynn at this point? Anthony Lee had one of the worst coached games, even though they were going to lose that game anyway. Oh, it was one of the worst coached games I've seen. It's like he didn't, it, he really had like no idea what was going on. My favorite part was they ran a ter- toss on third and inches and lost a bunch of yards and they ended up settling for a field goal. But 100%, I don't think anybody necessarily talked about it. He definitely thought it was first down, Lynn, uh, on that call. Yeah. That's why they ended up losing the yards, had to settle for a field goal. He called the timeout. Right before a punt, the ending they botched. The Chargers are 0-5 against the spread last five. I'm just shocked they're favorites in this game just because of the Belichick versus Lynn matchup. I, I think 
Pats will probably end up being a small favorite here by the time we get to Sunday, but I'm just, this is all Belichick over Lynn. They'll find a way to pull this one out. Um, I, I really like them here. I think, Brian, you're right. I think they probably factored everything in before the coaching matchup, and they said, okay, before we do that, the Chargers are an 11-point favorite. Right. Okay, now now let's now let's put the coaching matchup in there. All right, Belichick gets a 12-point advantage uh, or 10-point advantage. Okay, so now they're only a one-point favorite. Um, I'm going to go with the parlay kid here. I just think uh, I'm not sure Danny Dimes starts. I don't know how mobile he'll be. Forget about the rushing yards, I think, with him, with that hamstring injury for sure. If he's even in, if it's not, it's Colt McCoy getting nine and a half against the Seattle defense. I know they're on a short week, but I like what they've been doing. Um, you have to think Wentz, as bad as he's been, is better than Colt McCoy. It's in Seattle. Uh, I like that. And I kind of like what you're, where you're thinking score-wise, 31-14. God, DK Metcalf is just, uh, he's uncoverable. And God forbid a coach say anything uh, that, it, that he's less than spectacular. Oh, Harry left us again. There you go. <laughs> Uh, there you go. I like uh, I like yours, Parley Kid. I'm gonna go with you, but maybe we hit three and zero again. That'll be fun, right? Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. We're go. gonna do it again. Brother Bry, Spence Garcia. Before we go, you're at the brother Bry. At the brother Bry. Yeah, good fight this weekend, Spence Garcia. I like um, I like Spence by decision here, minus 125. Garcia's never been knocked out. Never really been truly hurt. I think it's. Probably a closer than we would think uh, decision win from Spence. We don't after he got into that car accident too. We've never seen him, so who really knows? So, um, but I do like him by decision here. There's also a good um, UFC fight. Uh, the main card is uh, Hermanson versus Vittori. Uh, I oh, do yeah. like Hermanson in that one as a plus. Uh, I think he's plus one sixteen right now as the underdog. I'm not sure if Parley Kid likes Vittori because he's bet him before, but that should be a mm. that should be a really good one. I like the Listen, as long as uh, Vinny Pazienza isn't judging any of these, That's I'll, for sure. I'm in. What do you like? Yeah, what think, do you like, Sal, in the Spence fight? You, I, I think I like uh, Garcia. Uh, I'm sorry, Spence seven five or eight to four, right yeah. around there rounds. I don't know, I, but yes. you're right. We haven't seen I that. Feel, haven't Spence seen. by decision. Spence minus, by decision. Minus one twenty five. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. But I, okay. I have a feeling we're going to be putting Spence with like the Chiefs and Steelers and mm -hmm. some some crazy big parlay this weekend. Par crazy yeah. parlays. All right, Parley Kid, you're at the Chalk Talker. At the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, my fantasy team has now won three weeks in a row, closing <laughs> the gap since the big Edmonds for uh, for Evans, Evans. trade. Uh, my team has gone three and zero. What can I say? But it looks like I'm. I think I'm out of the playoffs. I don't think I can make it unless. Think so the goal right now is to make sure Harry doesn't make it, uh, yeah. and it could come down to me having to beat my brother John on the last week for Harry to make it. Who knows what I'm going to, who knows what kind of lineup I'm going to throw out there that right. day. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? One maybe, thing's for sure. What? I'm starting Chase Edmonds that day. That's for sure. I was just going <laughs> to say, may, maybe you'll start Edmonds once in a while. <laughs> Harry, you bid $31 on Edmonds. You love Edmonds. What are you talking about? All right. That's uh, at the Chalk Talker. Harry, you're at AAO Harry on yep, Twitter. I'll, yep. Also go to bestbetcorner.com. Check out all our picks. Uh, all our articles to uh, yeah, just uh, gonna watch games this weekend. That's it. Nothing major. Watch. What games. became of that? Uh, yeah, you're not gonna watch. <laughs> you're gonna watch th three games over four days. You're games that are on that. ABC and Fox. I guess that's all I get. <laughs> I don't get. I don't understand what this. Uh, you're I, a sports taking, fan. I'm, you're a I'm gambler. Taking, you can't I, get the major networks on your I, phone. I, at this I can. Point. I just. Uh, I, I, I'd rather go to uh, listen. I'll, I'll figure it out. This is your occupation now, yeah. Harry. 
Yeah. This is it. Yeah, Harry. Can't this you, is what you do. I'm pretty sure you can Come write. On, man. You, Listen, you can write this how, off, Harry. I how, think. How, how shitty was the watching the Seattle Philadelphia game last night, Brian? Probably pretty shitty, right? Uh, what does that what mean? Is it? Yeah, you got to watch. I, this I game. bet on the under Russell Wilson. You, you got so props and everything. I'm, I'm, I just I'm, don't know. Like, yeah, there's listen. a chance. Let's let's call space space. There's a chance you're going to move in with this woman, and the, the cable guy isn't going to magically appear or whatever you call. I'm calling him today. Guy. You are okay. Calling, but listen, maybe I was writing poetry last night. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Maybe no. the bug guy could help you uh, <laughs> figure out how to get games on your phone. I don't know. Uh, and what became of this go kart race? Anything for you and Ken? Uh, nothing. He's he's all over the place. So I, nothing yet. Nothing yet. I, I'm I'm back okay. in Arizona. So until he until I go back to California, we'll figure it out. All right, there you go, Jim Cunningham. What's going on with you? Same old, same old. Just waiting for the bug guy. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes are ones. You can find Jim Cunningham uh, very funny on Twitter. Joel Solomon's very funny on Twitter. Joel, where are you? Um, just, I can't wait for Raven Steelers and then the Christmas tree lighting. I mean, it, <laughs> what the hell goes beautiful. on? Awesome. It's unbelievable. Every, awesome. every day. So, Hey, we're going to check in uh, courtesy of FanDuel. We're going to plan on checking in around halftime. I don't expect anyone to remember. We will uh, remind you via Twitter, but it's on the extra points, um, podcast, Twitter handle, and we'll go 12 minutes and we're going to give you props and it's frantic. We give you props for the second half. The Ravens, Steelers, and FanDuel has a player uh, bet boost right there for the second half, and we'll be there for you right there. And uh, so that'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta Hill producer, Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.